My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Mmm, ooh, guys, you have great questions. Again, who in the hell writes these questions? I know you do, but my God, these are great. Um, wow. Uh, I thought this was going to be an easy question. Usually you get to the last question. It's like, just take it home. Um, that is a really good question. So expose yourself. We are changing so much. Expose yourself. I mean, go on and try something new, explore a new culture, explore a new food, watch a movie that you would never watch from a different culture because we live in a multi-global workforce. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Tiny Giants, the creator economy show that's about career over celebrity. I am your host, T. Adeola, your favorite former 400 pounder getting you fit on all things creator economy. And you just heard from the newest member of MPN as of this recording, Monique Russell. Monique Russell is the global communications expert brands want on their team. She teaches women leaders and teams how to have positive and productive relationships at home and work using emotional intelligence and public speaking. Organizations like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, the Center for Disease Control, Verizon, Intel, Equifax, and the world's busiest airport, Atlanta Hartsfield-Jackson International, trust Monique to guide them in implementing communication strategies that foster connection, community, creativity, and courage. Monique has over 20 years of experience in the science of communication and leads Clear Communication Solutions, an international training, coaching, and consulting firm that focuses on confidently communicating from the inside out. She is the author of The Ultimate Speaker's Guide and the book International Motherhood, Who Said It Would Be Easy, and host of the Bridge to You podcast. So without further ado, it is my honor and privilege to introduce my friend, colleague, and fellow MPN host, Monique Russell. Monique, thanks so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Yes, yes, yes. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So the basic premise of this show is that you get big by going small. Don't try to boil the ocean. Don't try to be all things to all people. Pick a niche or niche if you're fancy and focus on that one thing. So if you would tell us that story, take us on that journey of how you found your niche or maybe how your niche found you. It's definitely how it found me because 
I grew up in the beautiful islands of the Bahamas, and I'm also from Nigeria on my dad's side. And let me just tell you, from the time I even knew myself, I was in the front of a room doing a performance. It was drama. It was speech. It was um, doing something at church. In fact, I was eight years old the first time that I had my first live speaking audience of 100 people, and I did fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Yes. All that black girl magic. We're here for it. Yes. And one time for Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, fast forward all the way through high school, middle school, off to college. I left the Bahamas at 17 with one mission, and that mission was to be a international broadcast journalist, which meant that I had to study communications. So I studied communications for my undergrad. I studied it for both graduate degrees. And then all throughout my life and career, I continued on that path of communications, communication skills training, communication skills development, being a professional speaker, being a, a, a passion speaker. And so when I say my niche found me, it found me because it came at the intersection of my true passion and my true gift. But I didn't really know that that is exactly what it was. So let me don't even just pretend like I knew it all along because I didn't. I did not know it all along. I knew I was supposed to be a broadcast journalist, but I did not get that role that I was seeking once I graduated from college. I ended up in executive support roles in corporate Fortune 500 companies, and I brought my skills to the organizations, and I got involved. I was a go-to person. I was solving the complex people problems because, again, communications was my thing. And then I got sick and tired of it because I said, why did I go to school? Why did I spend all this money? And here I am not fulfilling my dream or fulfilling my purpose. And then I got on a project started freelancing. I got on a project outside of my corporate job and that actually fueled the fire. You know, when you start, when you go camping and you start that, you know, the, the flick to get the fire going and it actually doesn't get going, but once it gets going and it blazes, you're like, Whoa! you feel something really exciting. And so that fire started blazing when I actually took my passion outside of my corporate job. And that fuels what I did inside of my role. Fast forward many, many years later, here I am today advising world leaders, global leaders, and teams on how to keep their employees, their top talent engaged at work with leadership development and communications. So that's my lane. I didn't veer too much far from it. I just had different twists, different turns. But all in all, I stayed true to the core of my gifting. Absolutely. So one of the benefits of being a giant is that you have that bird's eye view, right? You can see for miles and you don't get lost in the forest for the trees. So are there any giant non-obvious traps that you will call out for those just entering the space? Or maybe if you could even go back and talk to your younger self. Entering the space of leadership development through the lens of communication skills, there are a lot of traps. And, you know, what really gives me the great big eye view is because I've seen it from the 3D, 360 degree angle. So I have been in that corporate space behind the scenes, observing, watching, guiding, advising leaders. And I see what works and what doesn't work, what makes them tick, what doesn't make them tick, what gets people to respect them or feel respected and what doesn't. And then I also had the opportunity for over seven years to teach at the university 
university level in the science of communications. So bringing that theoretical view, bringing that learning science, instructional design background into the corporate space, and then from being an entrepreneur, which is an entirely different lens of connecting with your audience, connecting with your client, going above and beyond, even positioning yourself as an individual, getting that outside space, and then getting on that receiving end of coaching, of counseling, the 360 degree and 3D view that I have, I would say to anyone that is looking to get started is to try a lot of different things. Because once you start to try a lot of different angles in this space, you'll start to see which aspects you resonate with the most. And what I mean by that is when I first started, I was big and broad. I was like, communications, if it sounds like communications, I'm doing it. I mean, I also have a graduate degree in advertising and public relations. So editing, marketing, training, speaking, you know, the whole gamut. And what I learned from going through all of the different aspects of the discipline of communications is that there were some things that, yes, while I'm good at it, I can do it. It didn't really um, light me up. It wasn't the the best use of what I could offer and my gift and my purpose to the world. So that I would say is number one, go ahead and try a few things. The next thing I would say is expose yourself. We are changing so much. Expose yourself. I mean, go on and try something new, explore a new culture, explore a new food, watch a movie that you would never watch from a different culture because we live in a multi-global workforce. I just got back from Puerto Rico. I'm headed to South America actually this week. And I will say that traveling and being exposed is one of the greatest things that will give you a competitive advantage or give you an edge from anybody else in the marketplace looking to develop leaders. A leader must have a broad vision. They must be able to see you know, um, things from multiple aspects and multiple views. And when you're in a silo individually, you're not able to come up with solutions to problems from different aspects. You're sort of limited. So I'd say get exposed, uh, try new things. If you're just starting out, find your space. Don't feel like you have to lock in too quickly, but just keep yourself open to receiving uh, the information, the feedback that you get when you experience those situations. Say that. And I can totally resonate with that. So when I did my short stint at Procter & Gamble, my hiring manager, the actual first day I started at PNG, she was in Singapore. And so she would go back and forth to Singapore a lot. And she did some time in Panama. I did some time. It's not prison, but you get my point. Like Procter & Gamble really was an avenue for her to be across the globe, you know, selling cosmetics because women use cosmetics all around the world. So that's very, very sage advice that I totally resonate with. So another benefit of your giant status is that you get to throw your weight around, right? You get to move mountains and knock down trees and actually, you know, get your feet fo on, you know? And so talk a little bit more about the change that you're trying to create in your space. Mm, I like this. And for those of you that are listening, I mean, we really doing the, <laughs> the dancing behind the scenes. <laughs> So where I am making a difference and where I am making an impact 
is in two areas. And I'm going to say one is where I'm currently making an impact. I want to do more. And the other is where I see myself in the future. So where I'm making a disruption right now is really focusing on helping the professional service firms to keep their top talent engaged. I mean, actively engaged. And I, I'm looking at this from the lens of blending um, entrepreneurship and corporate employee. And I am seeing a lot, a lot of this happen in a few conversations that I've had recently where the organization is taking a competitive stance in terms of allowing the employee to have their entrepreneurial pursuits without fear of them leaving because they realize that when that employee can bring their whole self to work and bring their skills and their passion to work, they are now able to leverage that and they take that engagement to another level. For example, I recently interviewed someone on my show who he was able to bring his whole self to work. And from bringing his skill, he was able to do some sort of music performances for his organization. He actually ended up moving to a new role in the music department for his organization. He created such a buzz around it that people now from the outside started saying, oh, I want to come and work at your organization. Your company seems really good. So it hit the engagement level on multiple fronts. And that is the area where I want to help organizations to focus, especially when they have actively engaged employees. When an employee is actively engaged, they go above and beyond. They come with their own ideas. They're self-led. They're self-motivated. And a lot of times we overlook this demographic of people because we're focused on the folks that are not really happy. They're not doing their work. And, and there's a space for that too, but that's not where I play. And then the second part in terms of where I'm you know, seeking to move support in the future is really around helping global leaders facilitate in conversations for them to have more clarity and achieve the outcomes to help communities become more self-sustaining, to help them find ways to give really practical, tangible solutions to their local communities so that their local communities then can thrive. That's a desire, a true, true hunger that I have. Um, and that's the, the space that I'm looking to do. So to facilitate global conversations with world leaders to help their communities thrive. Yes, yes, all the things. So we're going to take a short break and then when we get back, we're going to continue our conversation with tiny giant Monique Russell. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we're back. So, Monique. 
Now I want to get a parental perspective from you because sort of the two foundational stats that this show was founded on is that back in 2019, Lego and Harris Poll did a study and found that three times as many children ages eight to 12 want to be YouTubers than astronauts. Now follow that up from a global study. This is worldwide global study from Adobe last October and found that almost 50%, 49% of Gen Z intend to pursue content creation as a career. And this sort of gives the parent and me a little bit of pause because of a small thing called the law of large numbers, right? So if everyone is rushing into that space. There's that much more noise. The space is that much more crowded and it becomes that much more difficult to break through, which is why niching down or niching, if you're fancy, is so important because niching is the answer to oversaturation. And so how would you counsel from your from your purview and your perspective and how you help global companies groom those leaders, keep those people happy and and nurture that entrepreneurship, whether it be in-house or out of house. How would you talk to someone like me who has a 13-year-old, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old about how to guide my child through this space? And conversely, if you had to talk to my 13-year-old, nine-year-old and six-year-old directly, what perspectives and jewels would you give them? Man, I love this question. It reminds me of when I was a young girl and my mom put me in so many extracurricular activities. And I remember going to tennis and I loved tennis, but I couldn't actually continue playing tennis because when the sun was too hot, I used to get headaches and I used to get migraine headaches. But later in my adult life, I picked up the tennis sport. I love it. It's a great way to connect with people, but I'm no Serena Williams. Let's just put it right there. Right. And then I remember going into Girl Scouts and I remember going into national debate teams and I remember going into performing arts and I remember going into so many different sporting activities. But the one I remember the most was the swimming Swimming because I remember I really had this deep desire when I saw people to go off the diving board and be able to dive in the water like a fish. I mean, I just, if if I could just dive in the water and smooth and glide all the way to the other end of the pool, I mean, I would feel like I'm, you know, Princess Diana, maybe. I don't know. Or <laughs> not Princess Diana, but you know what I'm trying to say. But I I was never able to complete the dive in the way that I wanted. And I and I still can't dive the way that I want to. I can jump into the pool. Uh, but the fact is I can swim. I've had that exposure. I've tried it out. I also tried piano and I wish my mom actually forced me when I said I wanted to give up because I miss I miss it and I would love to do it. But my point here is this, when it comes to content creation and we look at new jobs, jobs that weren't around just 15 years ago, we have to acknowledge as parents and we have to acknowledge as leaders that job roles are changing, our economy is changing, and we don't want to pigeonhole our children into industries that are going to be obsolete or industries where it's going to be extremely difficult for them to find a a job or create a business to bring some sustainable form of living. So my advice is 
expose them to multiple things. I have the experience in my memory bank to say, hey, I tried this. It didn't work. I tried that. It did. You know, what I'm doing today is extremely connected to the performing arts that I was exposed to as a young child. I'm a professional speaker. I travel all over the world to give training and and coaching and leadership events. And that started from the exposure, the multiple experiences that I had when I was a child. So when I think about giving that advice to parents, I said, look, go on ahead, let them try, let them see what they're interested in. And if I were talking directly to that nine-year-old, I would say, you know what? Tell me everything that you love to do. Um, Tell me everything that you are curious about. I I co-founded a TEDx after-school program several years ago, and one of the exercises that we had the young people do is to watch these TED videos and to really help them to sit in curiosity, and you'd be surprised how much imagination these young children have. So there's something for everything, for everyone um, out there. There are people who want to just drink water and watch the sunset. There are people who want to stare at the wall. There are people who want to travel solo. Do you remember people uh, wouldn't wouldn't travel solo? You know, there there are there's something for everyone that you can find online or you can find in the social space. And if your child has an interest in that, I would say nurture it. We're so conditioned to shut those curiosity moments down, but stay in the curious moment, continue to explore see how far it goes. And they're going to show you, they're going to show you after a while, whether or not it's still resonating with them or whether they have a gift or talent in this area. And if they do, I'd say nurture it. Sit in curiosity. That is so powerful. That, that, that touched me. I actually took a note on that when you said sit in curiosity, because that that's where it all springs from. So Monique, this has been tremendous. Nothing left to do, but roll out the red carpet. Please tell us about any giant projects you got coming up. Tell us about your book. Tell us about your show. Give us all the social media handles, all the things. The floor is yours. Oh man, listen, I am running a global consulting firm, Clear Communication Solutions. You can also get me on MoniqueRussell.com. My podcast, Bridge to You, is about diversity and inclusion among Black cultures. Go on ahead and take a listen, review it, share it, have conversations. My book, Intentional Motherhood, Who Said It Would Be Easy? Because really? Who said it would be easy? (laughs) It is a book on the intersection of motherhood, identity, and leadership. Um, And I'm looking forward to a lot of travel this year. Like I mentioned to you earlier in the show, I have already started my year off with a bang because there's nothing more than business travel that I love. And I'm looking forward to doing more of that. Also looking forward to helping those uh, professional service firms keep their employees engaged, help to groom their top talent, help to give them a competitive edge. And if anybody wants to reach out to me directly, go ahead, catch me on LinkedIn, Monique Russell, Claire Communication Coach, and we can continue that conversation. You heard it there, folks. Hurry on over to LinkedIn, Monique Russell, Claire Communications Coach, or MoniqueRussell.com. Monique, thanks so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Tiny Giants is an audio companion to and the first chapter of my first book, Beyond Buzzwords. Social media, mobile, and other marketing buzzwords ain't the half of it. Available on Amazon. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, chances are good you'll like the book too. I'm proud to say that while the book has aged, it's not dated. Sure, some examples could be freshened up, but strategically, it's as rock solid as the day it was written. Not every author can say that. I encourage you to pick it up and leave me a rating and review. It really helps. I have like one rating on that book from my mom because she loves me, and I'm positive that you'll love it too. Head on over to tinygiants.tech for more episodes and whatever else I have going on. While you're there, leave me a voicemail with your question, comment, or feedback for improvement. I may play that voice recording on a future episode as I answer your question or address your concern. If you, your company, or school needs help with college, career, and creator readiness strategy or to book me to speak, drop me a line at t at tinygiants.tech. If you or someone you know is doing big things in small or not so small niches, or as we like to call them, tiny giants, and they will make a great guest for the show, email me at t at tinygiants.tech. Thanks for listening. And remember, you get big by going small, but to prioritize career over celebrity. But no matter what you choose, know that I'm rooting for you. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy. Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.